Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents And One, a weekly podcast about the National Basketball Association, keeping you up to date with professional basketball players, games, and headlines across the league. Here are your hosts, Josh Counts and Aiden Butler. The And One podcast starts now. Welcome back to the N1 Podcast, Episode 3 here on this November 6th. First episode here in November. Your two hosts here, Josh and Aiden, but we're also joined by Kareem Ghali and Justin Locke of the Rowan Sports Department. And, you know, we're guys, we're just going to go ahead and dive into things right ahead. And, Josh, go ahead and take it away. I mean, breaking news last week, guys. James Harden finally got his wish. He is on his way to L.A. He's heading to the Clippers. We all we talked about it last week's episode, if the Clippers were really going to pull the trigger and what other teams were in, contest- in contention. But... James Harden, Daryl Morey, they, they finally, it's just like they, they they moved on from each other, as we all know, and now James Harden's on his way to the Clippers. He's going to be coached under Ty Lue, playing with Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and the Clippers get P.J. Tucker, a great defensive asset, if you ask me, in the, in the Sixers. I mean, this was the mind-blowing part, and I want to bring you guys in right now, in fact. They traded, they, the, excuse me, the Clippers traded two first-rounders for James yeah. I think that's a little too much in my opinion I, I, that's, for a guy who has one year left on his contract. Yeah. And for me, at least the Clippers had all the leverage in the situation. It, 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 that was the that was the head scratcher to me. And for the Sixers, they received a good a good a good a, a good group of players in Nicholas Patum, Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, KJ Martin, and, and obviously the multiple draft picks, which I, I believe that included were the two first rounders and a second rounder. And a pick swap. Yeah. And a pick. Oh my god. Daryl Morey, man, he worked his magic. Aiden, you are the Sixer fan. Before we talk about the Clippers, I actually want to talk about the um, the Sixers. Kareem, what's your team? Miami Heat. Miami Heat. We're going to talk about them a little bit later as well anyway. But um, Sixers, Aiden, how y'all looking now? You well, got you got rid of the, the cancer, so to speak. You know, <laughs> you know when the trade happened, I was, first of all, it was actually Kareem. that I might have said this last week, but it was actually Kareem that uh, actually let me know. Uh, because I was maybe about three minutes from going to bed, I would say. Yeah, three minutes from going to bed. Kareem sends the message through the group chat. Yeah, this was a this was a late night trade. Not gonna lie, I thought he had pulled one of you. We know how you are always getting tripped. Yo, up yo, yo! See, you don't need to put that out there. Like that, you don't need to put that information out there. That was unnecessary. <laughs> You're always getting tripped up by that. So then I was like, oh, hopefully, maybe Kareem's lying right now. I don't know, but. He was not lying at all, and this was trade a, had to went through. A I message. was at ten a.m. I mean, not 2 a.m. Two a.m. I got messed. I was doing homework. I'm like, this was way too much. <laughs> yeah, I, I had like just finished playing a game, I think, and when I was about to go to bed, that yeah, I saw the Wolves notification from ESPN that James Harden got traded, and I was like, yo. And for, for me, my first, well, first of all, like we get the, we got the news that he was traded, but then. <laughs> I mean, Woj didn't let us know what was in the trade for. Yeah, he had to go to bed. He had to go to bed. Nah, he sent it for an hour like, I, after. I waited. Like, hour after. I waited like, like twenty five minutes. I won't blame if he needed to go like, to bed too. Yeah, like I'm tired. I saw it. I was like, ain't no way. <laughs> I, it's just, I, I think the Clippers really showed that. And Justin, I'm gonna bring you in next. That they really showed that they're going all in this year. Because this is it. It looks like for this group. This is it. James is going to be James looking for a new contract next year. You got. Question marks with PG and Kawhi can they play together? And then you got Russell Westbrook. And you're paying him, you're still paying him his money from there. He got, I believe, from um. No, they they did a new contract. They do a new contract. Okay, then I'm wrong on that. They got a new contract. So Justin, 
how much of a threat does this make the Clippers? I think the Clippers have always been kind of in that top four team in the West. They just healthy, healthy reasons has been their problem. Obviously, Paul George, Kawhi have been it's almost every other week besides obviously the start of this season. But usually, uh, something goes wrong for one of them, and they obviously had some time where they both were out. And now Russell Westbrook and Harden coming back together here for the third time now on third different team. Their starting lineup, I mean, it's it's definitely competes with other t- with the top teams in the league. Yep. Again, they have they have depth. They have Highland on the bench, Norman Powell, Ter- Terrence Mann, Tucker. Even your backup center, Plumlee, can give you some backup minutes to do the job. But overall, I mean, again, this team a couple years ago, twenty twenty one, they were just Kawhi Leonard really away from making that finals and. I think, again, yeah, healthy-wise, they make it to the playoffs and they stay completely healthy. This team can, can make a noise against the Nuggets, which we obviously know Nuggets are uh, the top team in the in the West. Eight, um, Kareem, Clippers, Guy James Harden, best team in the – looks like to be probably a best team in the West, but does it solidify them? Because now, the obviously, we all know the Nuggets is still the team to beat. Can they knock them off? Especially come playoff time, where the question marks of their individual health. I'm not questioning James's health because James usually is there. And so is Russell. The thing that we question about them in the playoffs, can they really most of James, can he show up in the playoffs? You question Kawhi and PG's health come playoff time because they're never there. For me, like, it's kind of a similar situation to the Nets situation with Kyrie, Harden, and KD. I see this being similar if this goes wrong. I They definitely probably probably a top five team in the West, and they could beat probably any team in the league when – all of them are healthy. But every time, you always go when they're healthy. James Harden, a lot of injury issues. Kawhi, Paul George, we've seen it last last season. That playoff, couldn't, couldn't, I don't even think they made the playoffs last year, did they? The Clippers made the playoffs, but the they play got back. The, they, they, they played Phoenix, but they took them to five games. But yeah, I think it was lot, only Russ that playoff series. Yeah, it was only Russ, but a lot of people were saying, again, they, they didn't get blown out in either of those games. A lot of people were saying if you had at least PG or Kawhi, this could have been a different series. Everything could. always goes on to health. It, it, if they can stay healthy, I'm sh- we've seen we've seen how good Kawhi is. He is an MVP caliber player. He's and been a, playing a his MVP best basketball in a while. Yeah. So if Kawhi stays healthy, Paul George stays healthy, I think this team can honestly win the whole the whole, the whole West. What if they don't? What happens next? I think you got to blow it up. It's it's they've experimented with this PG Kawhi thing for the past 3 4 years. If it's been since bubble. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty bad. So I think at that point like you got to blow it all up, go trade for some trade assets, get some picks because right now after that Paul George trade, they're down so many picks and what happens after they their contract runs out? They're going to need to pay a lot of people. Now Steve Ballmer does have the money. He's a billionaire, but that when they when it comes to the blow up situation, that asks me that brings up another question for me is that what, what do you do with Ty Lue? Do you keep him because Ty Lue is a phenomenal coach, or does he even want to stay for a whole rebuild situation? You brought him here because you want him to coach this team to the next level. He's a former champion. He's a former champion. He he part of that. He was very integral to that three uh, one comeback against Golden State. So now it's like, do we? Does he want to stay for that rebuild? And train a bunch of whole new players. So that's a, that's a lot of question marks. So it's a lot of pressure on the Clippers to win. But let's move to the other side. For the other, other side of the team, the Sixers, who I mentioned, you know, got Miskless Batum uh, and, and et cetera, and many picks. Is the clock still ticking for MB before he says, I'm going out of here? Or did you did you slow it down? Or did you pause it? Uh, no, nah, I, I said this uh, um, on offsides last week after we came back from Delaware. But... I definitely do feel like 
Oh, y'all this, did all sides Friday? Uh, yeah, we did afterwards. Actually, no. Maybe it wasn't Friday. I'm about to say, I didn't do all sides because I'm the host of it. I don't remember when it was, but all I remember, Aaron was the host. I don't remember what day. It must have been Wednesday, all sides. It was me, Aaron, and uh, Brett. Um, but, for yeah, I think it was Wednesday. Yeah, that was my phone that just fell. Um, but for me, the way I kind of saw it for from the Sixers' eyes was, you know, they got back a lot of depth in the trade specifically. Mm-hmm. And then now Nick Nurse's job was to figure out all right, where that goes. So, like, we saw Robert Covington, when he had the first opportunity to play, he didn't play in that game. But then, for example, he got prime bench minutes just uh, their last game. Mm-hmm. So now figuring out where to insert Robert. Uh, Frickin' Korkmaz has been playing pretty good recently. They're going to have – they have all this depth now. But back to the topic of, like, you know, Embiid's window, I said on – all sides. I definitely do feel like this may be the last full. If something doesn't change or go well this year, Tyreek Maxey has improved, and it seems a lot of people are hitting that he's going to flourish without James Harden, which I hope so. But I, I do feel like this could be the last full season I see Joel Embiid in his Sixers jersey Ooh. if something doesn't change. Last full season. I would say, yeah. Because a lot of people, again, even with this trade, it's still a lot of people are still having the favorites as Boston and Milwaukee. So where does that put the Sixers in in terms of the top teams in the East? Even though a lot of people have New York, and we're going to talk about the Knicks, and I don't think New York is no longer a top three the way Julius Randle's playing. I think the biggest Sixers upside from this trade is their ability to flip the picks that they have. I don't think they necessarily need to go for a second star. I think Maxi is that second star. Talk about it. I Maxi. Uh, what how imp- big improvement from last season points yeah. up assists up uh not not even a defensive liability either he's a decent defender so if you're, if you're Daryl Morey obviously you still need pieces to compete with Boston and Milwaukee who do you go get for me I know his price might be high OG and Anobi I think I, I know like I, there's a lot with the Raptors they always price their players very high I don't think you need a second star I need you I think you need a three and D defender and an elite three and D defender and I think OG and Anobi allows the Sixers to compete for that title. And we've seen this like go south when they try and go for a player that, for example, James Harden, mm-hmm. or when they have a player like Ben Simmons, two all-stars. James well, Harden was a different case because of the Daryl yeah. Moore relationship and a lot. Of, and then he and came we, in with expectation, but obviously he folded. And then when he get the contract, he left. And that's been a reoccurring issue with James Harden, but that's another story. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I think they just need to trade for a guy who's well off the ball. And can also guard the other team's best player. Justin, what are your thoughts on the Sixer trade? They got Nicholas Batum, Marcus Morris, Robert Covington. Where do they fit in terms of the top teams? Because obviously we all know that it's still Boston-Milwaukee show. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think they're going to end up top four. Uh, again, if Tyrese can hold out, kind of play the same way he yeah, throughout the entire season. I think Maxie, as a, I was telling Kareem before the uh, the podcast, it's going to be a tough case for Maxie not to slide into one of those guard spots in, in the All-Star game. In the East, because so far, I mean, Trey Young hasn't looked that well. Yeah, the game hasn't looked that well. The, I mean, the Bucks. I obviously on paper, the Bucks should be well above, beyond, and as well as, as the Celtics. But I think Philly. The biggest thing with, with Milwaukee again, we talked about last week. Taking Drew Holiday out and now having Dame as defensive liability, it's it's a big step down for them again because Drew Holiday saved them twenty twenty one. That series was two two against Phoenix. If Drew Holiday doesn't get that steal. Phoenix I'll, most likely goes. On I'll the also there. throw in that Chris Middleton has been in and out of the lineup. So, exactly. So he's been he's been roughly that glue of that team too. So it yeah. is they definitely definitely have issues. Um, 
I want to move on a little bit. Talk to, I mentioned his name earlier, Julius Randle. Obviously, there have been trade rumors surrounding this man and R.J. Barrett with two players, Carl Anthony Towns and uh, Joel Embiid, if, you know, a lot of people were mentioned, been monitoring the situation in Philly. But I want to bring up a stat real quick that I got of Julius Randle. That I, 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 good thing I bookmarked it. So, Julius Randle is shooting worst field goal percentage through six games of the NBA season since 1959. <laughs> for anybody else, right? Wow. wow. Worse than anybody else. Hold up, man. I got the games right here. Five for 20, three for 15, four for, t- four for 15, and four for 10. Tordate's going crazy, man. <sighs> I wish I had a sound effect for this. I de- think I deleted it. Actually, no, hold up. Boo! There we go. <laughs> it, yo, I don't. I, I, 1959 is a wild stat yeah. because I don't even know players from 1959. That might have been Bob Cousy or whoever. I, I, that may be, and I'm not trying to say this. I'm joking when I say this. I'm trolling. That's what JJ read. Plumbers and firemen. <laughs> yeah. I, like, how are you shooting worse than them? And for me, it's kind of like he's doing. He's like watching him. It frustrates it's me. It's painful because, like, first of all, you already know he's hanging around the freaking three point line way too much. You, as as a Knicks fan, you know that yeah. already for the most yeah. part. So, like, watching him shoot a contested three. Or have it miss completely, and then taking that same exact shot in two more possessions down the court. I just he'll do st- he'll he'll do a jab step, and then he'll try to do a step back <laughs> at, at a three point line, and it's painful to watch because it's like yo dog, you you have to get in the paint. I don't know what your issue is not getting in the paint. Like you have guards that can relatively shoot, like Brunson, Hart, yeah. and Barrett. Well, Barrett's more so the three, but. Like, or even quickly, like, yo, let them do the shooting. Just get, I don't care if you take mid-ranges. Like, just stop with the three-point step backs. Like, and this is why you're on, and plus your defense has been atrocious lately as well. There's that too. And this is, and this is why I posed the question for Cat. Like, when I talked to my friends, I said, yo, who's, and I joked around with us, but too, but I said, who's better defensively, Cat or Julius Randle? And he said, the rim. <laughs> I was like, I, 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 but then I was like, I, I take, I'll take Cat though. I'll still take Cat. Yeah, I think I would. Yeah. I think I'd have to take Cat there too. That's got more height. I, I think at this crazy, point you have to take. I think it's time to pull the trigger on Cat. I think this the the loss to Milwaukee. I think was evident enough. And Julius, and Julius, not Julius. Uh, Jalen Brunson played a hell of a game. Um, I think he, you don't have the stats at the top of my head right now because I lost my, I left my laptop. But I believe he had like thirty five, near forty points in that game. He needs another superstar to help him. What about Brunson there, night? Jalen Brunson, yes, forty five, forty five. Oh, I was yeah. forty five. Thank you, thank you, Justin. He had, he needs another a superstar, and that's Cat. And I want to bring in the table now. Is it time like for the Knicks to go all in for Cat? Just so, like they got to do something, because like this you said is, no or yes, yes. They, okay, well, they if it's not for Cat, they got to get somebody because because like, I feel like I'm about to watch the same story again. I, there, I mean, how much more can Brunson do? I mean, is you can play hard all you want unless you get a superstar, and I think Brunson is emerging as a superstar. Mm-hmm. Yo, you got it. This is this is a this is a superstar league. You need two people. You now, need at least two to three. At least Barrett. You know, Barrett hasn't been the craziest consistent this year, but at least he's shown this year he hasn't, you know, played as bad as Julius Randle's been playing. Right no, there. I, I, it's because so also you can kind of rely on him just a little bit though. Jared Barrett has improved, especially with his three point percentage shooting. It's just that 
um, Barrett, not Barrett. Um, I would need the thing with Barrett is I need to see him more. I need consistency from him. Yeah, because he disappears here and there. He'll he'll give you like twenty, then he'll give you like ten or five or whatever. With Julius, it's literally he believes that he's the number one option. <laughs> you, I, yo, bro, I, you're not. I should have had that sound like who want to tell him, but you're, you're not. Like you're, you're you're not the number one dude. I think Julius Randle's biggest issue is not taking advantage of mismatch um, opportunities. Yep. I've seen him have a small 6'2", 6'3", guard on him, and he'll either take a step back three or a fade, fading mid-range. And I'm just like, take him to the basket. That's an easy either and one or easy layup every single time. They lead the league in ISO play. Like the Knicks in general. And I think that's because of Julius. Because he wants the ball on ISO. It reminds me of Melo. It's like, dog. And Melo, and I'm not comparing it to, I'm just terms of like the ISO ball. Because Melo's obviously the better scorer. And he needed to, he needs the volume shooter. But Julius, I'm like, yo, yo, you do not need to take all these shots. So just, I'm going to bring you into about the question. Is it time to go all in on Cat? I think so. I, the Knicks, obviously last year, uh, had, had a solid season. Brunson did well. And mm-hmm. this year's going to be, again, a lot of the same. I think RJ... Averaging 21 points right now, 43% from three. He's been solid up to this point, as you said, Josh. It's getting back consistency, and if Randall's going to keep chucking shots like this, uh, it's it's not. And Kareem pointed out really well, it's it's always about the mismatch. It's every time he has anybody three, four inches shorter than him, it's, it's like he doesn't even think about going to the basket at all. He just kind of, again, the game has obviously progressed into more shooting as time's going on, and uh, these bigger guys are not just back to the basket bigs and, uh, wings like that, but I it's one year he goes off for twenty. He averages twenty five and ten. Then the next year he kind of Randall has had a drop off, and then obviously last year he did the same thing. And now it's like every other year with him. I don't know what what is up with him in that aspect, but obviously playoffs wise, we we've seen it a lot. The two times he's been in the playoffs, it's been the same kind of thing. And if Cat, uh, obviously I don't think it just be Randall for Cat. It'll probably be some more stuff in that trade, but. Because Minnesota, Anthony Edwards is definitely the star there. I, I, obviously, they're going to have to give. I agree with the more they're going to have to give a draft pick, but the Knicks have eleven draft picks. You got to use them for something. Yep. The, uh, another thing I want to bring up is the Knicks of uh, shooting, especially for Randall, uh, and the Knicks too with the free throw. They've been missing a lot. They're shooting currently seven seventy percent from the free throw line. That's not good, and they get to a lot. They get to a free throw line a lot, and they've been missing like nine, eight free throw shots. And then when you look at Julius Randall, his free throw line shooting has is tremendous from 75% last year to now 61. He's, it's dropped 61.8% this season. Like Ben Simmons type of free throws. I Dog, I, I don't know. I do not know. But since we've been talking about yeah. the Knicks, we might as well bring go into the in-season tournament who they lost to. And I, I need clarification. I don't know how this thing works. So the in-season tournament, so if they lose, do they get another chance? Or is it like we're back to the regular season or whatnot? Yeah, so like the way I've kind of taken it, because I also had some questions about it, there was, I forget, somebody over the weekend, or it wasn't over the weekend, whenever the first in-season tournament game was, somebody asked, some reporter asked a player, I forget who the player was. I think it was KJ. Like what they expect was Bones Highland. Oh yeah, and he was like, uh, I don't even know. Or, he was like, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on here. But I will say, you know, I I know we've all seen the courts. So at first, like actually, I like the court. At first, to a degree. Like, just looking at them on the internet, not actually seeing like the actual finished product on the internet. It, I was a little skeptical, but like seeing some of them on the like actual be on the floor, like the Bulls court. I actually really liked that one. The Bulls court. Uh, I like Milwaukee's too. OKC, 
Milwaukee's too. Denver was, was ugly. Yeah, there was a few where I that was, blue like, that hurt my eyes. Honestly, uh, the Indy yeah. one kind of hurt my eyes. Indy, which one? The Indy Indiana. I, I, yeah, Pacers. yeah. I gotta. Let me. It see. was just I so bright. You, I know which one you're talking about because like it it hurts. Like I'm all for colors, but I think I think honestly the the team that pulled it off the best was Utah Jazz. That court looks so beautiful with that dark purple. The um yeah oh yeah I see it the the uh that teal it's a teal blue and a gold yellow oh, yeah. yeah that's ugly yeah Indiana's is and then they have the indie <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Sheesh. then they have that indie lettering in the center and it's yeah, just, that's that's bad. Just not good <laughs> I don't mind the indie lettering but it. That, I, I it's the don't. color, bro. Like yeah. you got half the like, maybe, color blue. like maybe eighty percent of the court is blue. If you would have actually maybe done their actual color blue for the Pacers, maybe that would have worked a little bit better instead of that lighter blue. But yeah, that is smacking my eyes a little bit right there. Sheesh. Because I think I was watching um, Halliburton play, and I just that, that just stood. I was like, my head starting to hurt just watching this game. The Lakers one looked nice too with the purple and gold in the Lakers logo trophy. In the blue, uh, are, actually, now I asked actually a good question. Should they be doing more of this with the color of the courts? I kind of like it. Uh, now, you know, you weren't obviously going to hit on all of them. Yeah. I feel like they have hit on a good portion of them. And it brings something different to the game. I like, literally thought I was watching, like, like 2K for yeah, a second. Exactly. That's, like, the first thing people were thinking of. Like, they were like, oh, I feel like I'm watching, you know, my park or something like that. You know, it's you've never seen anything like, like this. Like, my so team courts, yeah. Yeah, like. I'm looking at the Grizzlies one right now. That's just no color, nothing. It's literally great. The Suns, I do, I, <laughs> yeah. I do like the Suns one with the purple and the blue. That looks. I nice. think you could mess up uh, Suns colors. That's why they're they're always their city jerseys always look nice. I they're, do want to talk about something jerseys. before us before we get to the actual games of the in season tournament. Mm-hmm. Is that they actually a lot of fans have been begging for this for a long time with the finals, and that they add the trophy again and the and the logo of it. Yeah, yeah. So they added the in season. Cup, it, that's what it looks like. It's like a cup kind of thing on in the center of the court, and they kind of also like how they did design with the free throw line where they got like the uh the semicircle, the bottom half of it is the cup. So I did that. The court design is nice, so I actually will hope like Adam Silver does go back to the, the NBA Finals logo. But getting back to the games and to the confusion of this tournament, how things are working, Milwaukee did beat the Knicks, uh, Denver knocked off, I forgot who they played in the tournament, excuse me. Perhaps. Uh, was it Cavs? Yeah, the Mavericks. Mavericks. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Uh, it. I. I don't like. What is. What is the point of the tournament in terms of like what are we solving here? I guess more games for a reason to. Pl- I guess players not to be rested. I don't. I don't really know. But uh, but like what's the but so what do they do after they lose? That's that's where I'm lost. Well, you still can't like at we're at the phase. So like every team hasn't played an in season tournament game yet. So like that's the that's another confusion. Which is why they kind of based it around the regular season schedule. So at some point, you know, all the teams will end up playing the same amount of games at some point. But it's just, just, just know whenever you see a game and they've got one of the crazy courts on the game, on the field, on the court, excuse me, or crazy colors on the court, just know that at that point is one of the in-season tournament games that counts for so something else. When's bit. the next in-season tournament game? That's another thing. I'm like, like, I'm so I, lost. I, I think it's on Friday. Are they all Friday? Yeah, it's because only 14 teams played on last Friday on the 3rd, and I think it's... Yeah, I'm seeing it now. It's but nine it, games, so okay, if 18 the Knicks, teams play. So if the Knicks lost, so that they're out of the, the tournament? 
Um, Not really. And they're also some of these apps that, you know, that we go to to get the game times and all that. I don't not, think they know. What's they're going. not doing the best of telling us, sorry, which games are in season tournament games. We kind of have to match it up ourselves. Yeah, because bit. I didn't even know. I Thank you for telling me. I didn't know it was until like next Friday is when the next group of in season yeah, games starts. Friday, I thought it was like. Kind of like how they do like regular game okay. broadcast. Like TNT's so, gonna do it. So like I'm looking right now on uh, the sleeper app. That one they'll tell you actually which game. So yeah, J- uh, Locke was right. So Friday, every single game on Friday is an in season tournament game. And whoever wins this gets their pay uh, pay incentives. Uh, okay, so yeah, the 17th they got the Knicks and the Wizards playing against each other. So I don't know. Maybe if the Knicks lose that somehow, I guess are they officially eliminated from tournament? Like I, I just don't know. Like if it's a tournament, it's elimination no, somehow. They, they play yes, again on the twenty fourth. It's an elimination, well. except it's not single elimination though. It's not. Explain that for the audience, because I'm, I'm confused. Once too. they lose one game, you still have a chance. You, you have to. I, I don't know what the limit is to lose, but after they play, you know, say they play uh, the Knicks, I know they'll play the Cavs at some point. That's one of their in season tournament teams. Mm-hmm. You know, they can lose the first game to the Cavs. They can. It's okay to lose that game. It's not a you know single elimination tournament. It's uh it's not double either. But I I don't know the exact numbers. But if you lose one game, you're still fine a little bit. So a couple more you have to lose. To I feel like at this point, this is just like you said, Kareem, could uh, Kareem just to get people to watch the regular season? There's no organization to this yet. I feel yeah. like once since we're still in the very very front of the beginning, I feel like once we kind of get through like the second week, because remember games are only. But the in-season tournament games are either only on a Friday or a Tuesday. I think it's all Fridays because they want Tuesday they was. The I think most of these games yeah. were all on what ESPN. Yeah, but it, most of them will be. Yeah. yeah. So Friday and then Tuesday the fourteenth. Those games. Yeah, I only know Tuesday the fourteenth because that I'll be at that Sixers game, that one against the Pacers. Uh, That'll be a good one. Yeah, which, which is exactly why I decided to go. <laughs> so I think I I think I found it. So group play is now from November third to November twenty eighth. That's where you kind of play all your all the teams in your own group. You had to play them each once, mm-hmm. and then the knockout rounds with the um, six teams that make it, and then the two wild cards. That is a single elimination. So if you lose, you're out, and that starts in December because okay. then the, the final tournament will end that next week on the ninth. Okay. So okay. so right now it's kind of like the the starting like this. What was it? Like the first look we'll into it, and then test the waters, and then obviously when you get to that that next month. That's when you kind of did. You guys see the tweet? I don't know who. I maybe been maybe been someone from Indiana Pacers. I'm not sure, but whoever I was, some basketball player that was in the tournament and said, "Yo, whoever wins the tournament should get a first round, like not first round, but like get a in an instant playoff berth." What are y'all thoughts on that? Especially if you want to add, make this more serious. That's a little difficult to, I guess, incorporate. Like, I like the idea of having an incentive to win uh, the tournament and having like a reason to make like your best players play instead of you know just letting them sit. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think that's the right method of determining it. I have a counter argument to that. I think that's the break, the great. I think that's the great way to and make this tournament better is to give it a playoff bird. But here's the thing: so let's say let's use an example. My my me my cause me and my friend talked about this. Let's say the Knicks win the end season turn right instant playoff bird, and now they got this. Now he'll say that they'll take the standpoint that okay they they'll. They'll uh, half. They'll try half. They'll they won't try it in the regular season, right? But okay, I'm like fine. If you don't want to try in the regular season, don't try. But if your record falls to the point you got to be in the playing, you will play in the playing over another team who might have a better record 
than you because you have you won the in season tournament. There's also a conflict though. What What's if the, a team, let's say like the Pacers, mm-hmm. a team that might not make the playoffs, let's say they don't make the playoffs, but Aiden. they Butler doesn't believe that. So. Aiden. Yeah, Aiden they, doesn't they believe that. Probably will make the playoffs. Don't get me wrong, but like let's say they somehow fall to that like, 11 seed, but okay. they also won the in season tournament. What do they get? They get if they get a playoff berth. They get a they get a playing berth. If and that's you, where if you want to, that's, that's, that's where the conflict. I'm, I'm making an argument that if you want to make this important and make like the athletes yeah. try, you gotta give them something that's really worth what. Like okay, so at some point you would still be saying screw this one team because yeah. because yeah, the whoever Pacers. gets ten would be screwed. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah screw that one five. team. Y'all lost the plane. Y'all lost the oh, so That's what you want. I'm not saying. I'm just. I'm throwing <laughs> out ideas. I'm not saying do it. But I'm just throwing out some ideas here. That's why. That's where there's always like a conflict. Yeah. There. So that is. I agree. That and is it's a always conflict. Gonna be teams gonna be mad. They're gonna file a lawsuit. Something's gonna happen. It's I don't just know. Gonna you be. Can, file, can a team file a lawsuit against the league? For I, I, they, I, they, they can file. Yeah. They can't. Okay. Wanna, it's not called a lawsuit. But I'm yeah, about to say like I. I've yeah. done. Maybe I feel like I've really see it, but uh, it is what it is. But and back to the games. What did we think of the games? Because I'm not gonna lie. The most of them were very good. Um, um, OKC and the Warriors. I forget which day that was. That was a that was, was Friday. Friday. Well. That was a great game. That was yeah. a phenomenal game. Uh, obviously, Mavericks and Nuggets. I thought were all right. Nets and Bulls. I don't think they showed that one, but they got me wanting to watch it after the look after I looked at it. Um, Knicks and Bucks was was going to be what it was. The Knicks did try to make a comeback at the end of the, near the fourth quarter, but it's a obviously game to watch to us from Julius Randle. Yeah, <laughs> Cavs Pacers Pacers do look amazing. Aiden, I gotta give you that. I don't know how far they're gonna go outside of probably the, maybe the first round before they hey, run. Man, as long as the brothers can stay healthy, I'm telling you, <laughs> top five seed in the East. Top Ooh. five? I think oh, it'll be yeah. five. Oh yeah, I think it I will think, be five. I think it's five. like six through eight. Whoa, break it down. Uh, so I like the addition of Bruce Brown. Don't get me wrong; he's a great um player on that rotation. Teams I personally think will get it over them. Bucks, Celtics, okay, Heat. I, I gotta put. You really there. think the Heat going to get over? I know you're a Heat they, fan, but they still like, got Jimmy and Bam. And Tyler Hero is averaging 26 a game. I think that's going a little true. under the. Can radar. he sustain it? Tyler Cons- Hero is balling. It, but can he can, sust- can he sustain it consistently? That's I always, think he can. He, he went, I, I always last, said, my last season. Is, last season he was like 22 points per game. Because my always thing is consistency, especially when we get to the playoffs, where it seems like everybody just forgets how to play outside Jimmy Butler. Well, I get that. Too. And then you got Sixers. Yeah, yes. I see Sixers. I see Cavs getting it over them. Okay. So that's five right there, and I see that's why that's where I see them go six. I, I see that. Okay. I see the Cavs is tricky for me. It is tricky, but you can't because they got deny Mo- the, the, they got Allen and Mosley. I think hurt Mo- right now. Mo- I'm not sure about Mobley, but yeah, Mobley's been balling out. He's doing like defensive presence. He's or maybe been Garland. It might be Garland. That's Allen's been out for yeah. I think this and, a while. And Mitchell's averaging the most points right now, thirty two. Well, Mitchell's going to be Mitchell. So the one player that just needs to step up right now is Darius Garland. There is I put them over that hump right now. Yeah, because I know he's coming off like a bit of an injury, but I think he's got that much. I, he's he's a former All Star. He could definitely put him up in that top five seed. Well, yeah, yeah. I think that's gonna be interesting, especially when the season progresses. I want to see if they also make a trade for something, or maybe add an asset to the squad to help them out. But uh, what time? How much time have we got before we gotta get out of here? We got to full thirty. Uh, yeah. We can go ahead and head to a break. Yeah, it's 4 o'clock. All right. So we're going to head to a quick break. When we get back, obviously, we're going to talk about the Grizzlies who finally get their first win. Take a look at the power rankings and take a look at tonight's game. But, yeah, that's it. I'm about to say don't touch that dial. Like, I'm back on the radio station. (laughs) This is a podcast. We'll be back in just a little bit. Welcome back to the N1 Podcast, Episode 3 here. 
on this new NBA season back here for segment two. Josh, Aiden, Locke, and Kareem, your four boys here on the pod today. Uh, starting off here in segment two, the Min- the Memphis, I almost said Minnesota for some reason. The Memphis We were talking Grizzlies. about them earlier, so. Yeah. The Memphis Grizzlies. Woo! Um, they've got some issues on their hands. Issues is an understatement. They are currently one and six. They finally got their first win of the season against Portland. Poor Scoop, man. 112 112 to 100. And I feel like I predicted this because I said Derrick Rose is cooking. Everybody was like, can you believe that the Knicks benched Derrick Rose last year? Well, this is why we benched him because he's cooked. Derrick yeah. Rose can't give you anything. And like, like it or not, Derrick Rose can't create a shot no more. He's cooked. Marcus, Marcus Smart can't create his own shot. Which I feel like they may have realized that about Derrick Rose. For example, last night he didn't even see the court. Uh, I will say though, Marcus Smart kind of Desmond Bain can't create his own shot either. That's that's another thing. He's not a guy that can create his own shot, so he needs to rely on like you know having a point guard, which they don't really have right now. <laughs> not so. till Christmas, exactly. And Marcus Smart kind of has to run that role right now, which he has done before when he was on the Cavs. Oh, not on the Cavs when he was on the Celtics. You know, he has run that point guard position before, but now they're asking for him to do it consistently here down there in Memphis. And, you know, I'll, once again, I'll say that injury to um, Steven Adams when it comes down to it. Oof. And then you've got Brandon Clark, who's also injured. Uh, Xavier Tillman kind of hasn't had the season you've wanted him to have. And Jaron Jackson Jr. has been inconsistent so far this year. They're not really getting any good play from some of their big guys that they need to step up and. They're one and six already, and I'll I'll go to you next, Lock. They're one and six already, but like I was telling tell you guys last week and the week before, there's only so many games they can lose here without job before they're not going to be able to catch up. Hey, yo, give me some starburst. Actually, this is my last one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, there's only so many games they can lose here before you know they're not able to catch up, and they got a lot of catching up to do already. The way they're going right now, if they don't win five games before they lose ten. Uh, they might be cooked already. So they, they're, four, they're four losses from 10. And I'm already looking at their schedule. Miami, Utah, Clippers, L.A., San Antonio. They're not getting 10. They're getting 10 <laughs> losses before they, yeah, lost to before. they lost to the Wizards. Yeah, That's bad. The only, and then they, and they also lost to the Blazers. The only excuse I'll give them for that Wizards loss was it was the second game of a back-to-back. But that's the only excuse I'll be able. So to what's the excuse for losing to Portland? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was pretty bad. No, no, that was a, no that was that wasn't they, a back to back, but it was. Then they lost to Utah by like twenty four. And that, but they got to go. They got to play Utah at home on the tenth. And then they got Miami Wednesday, and that's a loss already. Unless somehow they pull off a miracle, like I don't. And I, I we got to bring you in too, Lock. I'm sorry for cutting you off for so long, but I don't think it. I don't think they're making the playoffs. No, I mean not at all. I mean on paper. With Jao with with on the lineup, it'd be obviously a different story. But Jaron Jackson, uh, he has uh, foul trouble issues, usually consistent from from the field. He had a good game, obviously last night, eleven for eighteen. But other games, shooting thirty five percent. He likes to shoot some threes there. He went one for four last night. But Isaiah Williams not doing as much as obviously the team would like, even though he's like the fourth or fifth option on that team at, at the moment. Desmond Bain last night had. Again, 27 shots, 13 for 27, creating his own shot. Again, he's like that that clay role where, you know what I'm saying, off a screen he's going to get get it. And when you don't have that number one lethal option on this team, 
you're looking for really everybody else on the lineup, and that's why they really haven't responded well. Again, like a couple years ago, their bench unit without Ja when he got hurt against Golden State in the playoffs, I think they put up a hundred some points, and mm-hmm. that like, it might have been a one twenty. They also got Xavier Tillman, who's day to day now. Yeah, I mean Xavier Tillman, he's he was out illness last night. Again, this this roster is just banged up, and yeah, they're most likely going to be one of the lowest. Te- one of the well, they're already at the bottom of the of the NBA right now. But I think that time Ja, ja comes back, it'll be too far out. Uh, to even make a run unless they go undefeated, undefeated or pretty close to that, because this team obviously when Jaw was there for the whole year, uh, twenty two, they did a really good job and they were near the top. But that's the now uh, it's pretty much impossible. That's the I'm finding the West curse right there. The, the, the worst in the West. <laughs> the, the West is it, that's even more reason why I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs because the yeah. West is too, too st- so stacked. Yeah. Once you get in the to those you know teams from the Let's say the nine seed to the four seed. There's only going to be like three or four games difference in between them. There's just not going to be enough time for the Grizzlies to end up, you know, coming back in. And then you got to rush Ja to yeah. Rush Ja's going to have to. He's going to come in with rust. Obviously, he hasn't played. They can't even right? rush him back. Like, <laughs> yeah. like would you say, Justin? He's had twenty five games. Yeah, twenty five games. To, well, yeah. he still has. I think like eighteen now. Yeah, yeah, eighteen they might now. Be five and twenty. Honestly, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> I would not be surprised. Not at all. It makes you want, like, yo, do they make a trade to see if they could bring in somebody? Honestly, I think the roster is fine. Like, if Jaw wasn't out, obviously, yeah. I think the if like because Derrick Rose is supposed to play the backup point guard to Jaw. I think Marcus Smart should play that backup role. I think you should have Marcus Smart come off the bench or Marcus Smart has that sixth man off the bench because I've seen his production in the past six games. It's good. It's not starter material, but he's a great three and D guy. He's also a great guy that to have to mentor um, other players on the bench. You got if like, if they want to be mentored. I've been here. There were rumors that like nobody they don't want. Like this is why Igudawa. There's rumors that's why Igudawa didn't want to go down there and play. When he got when he oh, went yeah. there, he was like he I'm not I'm not dealing with that mess though. It's just too young of a core, and not a lot of them want to listen. It like you said, and that's a big issue because when you have vets who have been in winning situations, and if they don't want to listen to him, it's just a bad situation, bad environment. I'm looking at their roster, and this want to be confirmed. Outside of Stephen Adams, Derrick Rose is like the oldest player on that squad. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, probably. Derrick Rose is probably the 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 veteran that the only veteran they got outside of maybe Smart. And I don't know. I, I even know Smart's a veteran because still Smart is came from the Boston Celtics culture. Mm-hmm. So I like that's why he came from. He was he was nurtured and grew and grew up in that culture. And now he's trying to bring that to Memphis versus Derrick Rose, who's been kind of a journeyman for the last couple of years of his career, where he's obviously been cooked and might need to retire now. I don't think it's just what I'm saying. My, I guess what I'll say is that. I, they need, like you said, they need veteran leadership. I don't know if it's just smart only because smart is relatively still their age versus yeah. someone who's older and wiser, like a coach or something. Yeah, uh, you make a good point. But, like, looking at their roster, there's not really anybody yet. You've got yeah, – it's pretty much just a bunch of young dudes and then Marcus Smart and then Derrick Rose is on top of him age-wise. But other than that – yeah, like this team is one of the youngest teams in the NBA. Yeah. Young head coach in that as well. And I mean, they do have Luke Kennard you could toss on there as well. But I mean, other than that, yeah, if they do, if they were to make a trade, they probably would, you know, try to bring in somebody that's established in the league if they were to do that. But 
that is a team though that technically does have the pieces if they did want to make a you know big name trade they kind of do have the pieces to make a move like that it's just if they do something like that yeah, they have to make sure they don't do it too late yeah especially when it comes to this season because well now i'm starting to point they like you said they might be what like five and 25 or something like that come time jog is back 25 games and five and 20 i think is probably five and 20 and at that point most of the playoff teams at the end of the year might lose 25 and max at that point maybe they're maybe 30 and that's if you're at the bottom fight for the plan which this team of Again, all it takes is one injury, and they already have a so couple injuries now. But I was going to say, so what? Do they not like play Jai at all? But you got to play him because of the new NBA rule out there and implementing with the stars. That no, you we're not doing the lead. We're not doing the low, not lead management, the low management thing anymore. Yep. So you got to play him. So I guess it's just like is this season supposed to be like yo? We'll see what Jai can do with this squad. Stuff, figure it out. What other pieces we need? Is that is that it? My, my final thing on it would be you know he comes back. He plays, you hope for the best. <laughs> you hope somebody goes on a losing streak that's, you know, when the ranking's higher than you. You need, uh, you need a lot of you need a lot of prayer for that. Yeah, and you Look, hope you go on a winning streak pretty looking much. Looking at their schedule coming up, they play the Lakers, the Clippers. Yeah, I, the I, Heat, I, those Celtics, are the next, like, six games. Celtics. They, and it doesn't get easier. It goes Suns. They get Mavericks and then Suns again and then Mavericks again. It's just, it's not it's yeah. just not gonna end well, like Doc, like, like excuse me, like Locke said. The Mavericks, they might, they might be able to get a win on the Mavericks because the Mavericks play such terrible defense. But I doubt it. I, I, I like Derek doubt Lively. It. His rim protection been, has been. Really Derek Lively good. has been. That, that Derek trade has been. Great. That trade has been amazing. They only have them. one loss, right? To Denver. Yeah. Uh, the Mavericks, solid. like despite like Kyrie averaging only like twenty points. I know they're playing as an off-ball guy. Obviously, that's not who he is. But like, yeah, if Luca's out, Kyrie could fill in that. Number my, one option to go. My only issue is because we might as well go to the power rankings now. The Dallas Mavericks is ranked six. They shot up from eleven. My only thing with Dallas is has been listen is that yeah they're great offensively, defensively they are god awful defensively. Defensively they are ranked twenty second, averaging a hundred and fourteen allowing yeah. allow a hundred and fourteen points. Hey, Offensively they're ranked bad. one one nineteen. I knew it was number bad. I didn't know it was two. That bad though. Like they're ranked number two offensively because they put up 120 points a game. That's why all their scores go up to 130 by the end of the game. You thinking like you just played a 2K game or watched a 2K game, honestly. But it it it's like they can't play defense. They can't stop anybody. They had a great addition in Grant Williams, but he has not. I was very I'm disappointed yeah. in the way his play because I, I expected more defense. It was a good move him. getting him and Derek Lively for that extra defense, but it just hasn't lived up as far as Grant Williams' standards have been. Also, I have another stat. They've scored 58 points on 41 clutch possessions, uh, 141 per 100 over over the five close games that they've had. So they're very a clutch team. Uh, that makes sense when you got Kyrie and Luka, but which is now showing Luka. you know that five and one record. You know now they're most of those games have been pretty close games. Yeah, they're kind of showing you know if they need to, they can weather the storm, get these. But you can't do that against everybody because you can't right. do that against Golden State. You can't do that against the Sacramento. God knows how they play offense. That's just something for me that I like to see in the regular season. If you can do it in the regular season a decent amount of times, then when it comes down to the playoffs, it means you can, for the most part, that you can also do it there whenever you need to. True. But for you guys, Locke, go to you. Any other you know issues? I'll say with the power rankings that you know you took a look at and you're like, well, well let's talk about these guys for a moment. Uh, I, I think Minnesota at seven is interesting, but defensively they've been pretty – I mean, they're number one in defensive rating. They have been, which 
I think uh, offensively they're kind of in the middle, which I think I agree. Seven's kind of interesting, but I don't think they've been a top ten team. Uh, Bucks being eight, uh, their defensive rating is twenty fifth in the league. Uh, as again on paper coming into the season, saying that the Bucks would even be at eight is would be preposterous. And looking, they've dropped three spots from last week. They're three and two. They should be better, and they're just not. Uh, I think the Pelicans should be above them. Uh, they've shown better over Minnesota or over I think Milwaukee. Milwaukee, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, four and two the Pelicans. Offensively, they they, they have won four games. Ingram, as I believe, sat out a game or two, and then Williams last uh, Zion week sat out a game as well. It's the biggest thing with them is that they don't they, once they're down by a certain amount, like they they're a horrible team coming from behind. Like once they're up in the games, they can do well, but if they're down ten and going to the fourth. The Pelicans are not going to win that game. I will say this about the Pelicans. I don't know. The only reason I'm not going to put them higher, and again, this, this is the, the power rankings are going to be fluid. They're going to, like Stephen A. say, fluid. But they had a serious injury. C.J. McCollum yeah. oh, has a right. collapse long. Now, I don't know the stern. Did they say that season, end, season ending? No, or no. It, It's happened in 2021. It's happened in 2021? Okay. It was out for a month and a half. Month and a, okay. So, so I, I wasn't sure the status of a collapsed lung, like what's that? What's that bad. return table is? I don't so. know. I don't know how bad it's going to be second time around, because sometimes the second time is around, this like contact? Is like this happened through contact from twenty twenty one in the NBA? Because it seemed like that news came out of nowhere. Like he had his collapsed lung. He's had it before. I just don't know how bad it is this time. Because I know again, like last time, out for a month and a half, he might be within that range again, maybe longer. And C.J. McCollum is a pretty big part of the Pelicans' offense. That, he's been, no, he's very important yeah, to that. He's been fantastic for them. I think he's like the one of few players all-star level never made an all-star team. Just crazy. Really? Like, C.J. never made an all-star team? Nope. That's well deserved. That's long yeah. overdue. Um, he's also pretty much the Pelicans' point guard, too. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I think like when this team is healthy, they are definitely a threat. And I, I, that's where it's like when they got Zion, Brandon Ingram, and yep. C.J. McCollum, and they've been coached very well. Brandon so, Ingram hasn't been able to stay healthy himself either. True. That's true, too. And he's such talent. Like, he, he he's had an he's injury. He's so good, his, but just. Yeah, he, fragile. He's yeah. like, he's fragile. And I'll, I'm not calling him soft or anything. He's just like, that body is just fragile. I don't know if that's pause or not, so I'm going to keep it going. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know if that's false or not. Cream uh, for you. Anybody else on that? Uh, you know, NBA power ranking straight off of NBA.com that you you looked at and you're like, oh, let's talk about these guys being here. This there was stuff. one team. I think the Thunder are too far low. Ooh, sitting talk at, about it. Sitting at 15, I think Chet has been amazing. Obviously, we know Shea coming off a 30 point per game season, doing what he does again. Giddy, I think. 15, oh, he's, I don't think they're worse than the Cavs. I don't. I don't think they're worse than yeah. the Suns. Yeah. They're definitely not worse than the eh, – they might be worse than the Clippers, but after the trade, post-trade, that is. And I think they're, they're around that 11th maybe, right right there. But, like, 15, I feel like a little too low, a little, a little disrespectful. I, I feel like 15 is a little bit disrespectful only because I will put them ahead of the Kings the way the Kings have been looking right now, even though yeah. the Kings are 2-3. and three, I think the Kings should be 15. I would have the Thunder uh, higher than the Cavs, higher than higher than the uh, Kings, excuse me, had a brain fart, and higher. The Suns words get tricky. That's when it gets tricky with me with the Suns. It's just injuries. Yeah, it, it's them with injuries because Bradley Bill hasn't been able to come back, and we've been waiting for Bradley Bill, and I, I want to see – what Bradley Bill is capable of on this roster with Kevin Durant and uh, Devin Booker. I don't want to put the whole blame on Bradley Bill because Booker's had his fair share of trade of 
injuries as well. I was just surprising. I don't really defensively they look good. The Frank Vogel effect is there though. They rank tenth. Yeah, I don't. I just don't know why Booker's also out and Beal's out. I know sometimes they'll rest players, despite the Adam Silver's attempt to try and limit that. I know Booker's got the foot. I don't. He know, has. Haven't. Yeah. Been too specific with that, but he's got the foot issue. Beal, it's a back injury for Beal. Is this the same? Is that like last season in the Washington? Fine, last season I saw like he was playing the season opener. I was. Very prepared for him to be playing. And they came out. I remember when we potted. They came out and said, Bradley Bill's not playing. I was like. And now we're in what? this happen? We're like, what, seven games in now and still no timetable of when Bradley Bill can come back? You got me. You got get it together. You got me scratching my head like, all right, bro, y'all traded for this, man. So. They better get it together. But I definitely do agree to Kareem's point there. OKC probably, you know. Better than the Kings and Cavs have been so far this season. Probably should bump them up, and even the Suns when it comes down to it. I think the power ranks are pretty accurate outside of the OKC one. I think they should be a little bit higher. I think LA is right where we're at at the tenth spot. I think Atlanta's a little too high. Atlanta was ranked. Help me out here. I'm pulling up sure. on my yeah. phone. Five. They were five. Five. That's way. Too I high. think that is too high. I, yeah, I agree. I think they should drop it down because Atlanta's too inconsistent for my liking. It's yeah. just Trey Young. I think he's taking a, a step back. He's 21. What year Trey Young is in? Fifth year? Fifth year? Sixth. I want to say sixth year. Sixth year? Yeah. It might, we might need, it might be time to have a dialogue. I, he's great. <laughs> and I mean that respectfully. Playmaker, but like, it's only so far playing he can take you if you're a liability. But he's a turnover, he, he's turnover prone. That's also true. Yeah, he's he's like a, ta- a slightly taller Isaiah Thomas. That's crazy. <laughs> like, as far as like defensively, like he's, he's just standing there half the time. I mean, like you have some of their players like Jalen Johnson. Uh, oh no, not Jalen John. Excuse me, uh, Javante Murray and uh, Clint Capella, who have been playing good. Jalen Johnson's been showing up. He's he's been, a, but yeah, they've been like he's been said, in and out. He's been in and out of the line. I don't know. Why. I think he should be honestly. He should be starting. He's been a fantastic player. Which is it? Like I, I gotta see what Atlanta does. I, it's, it's they're so weird because of Trey Young. I feel like they go as far as Trey Young goes. Yeah, which is you know something. If you're a Hawks fan, you want that to kind of change this year. Because especially the way Chris, uh, not Chris Young, especially the way Trey Young has started this season, you don't kind of want him to be tethered to the way the team performs. As you guys said, Jalen Johnson's been doing his thing so far. Dejounte Murray kind of has been putting on a carry performance, kind of. I'll say uh, second best. Um, he's shooting from his mid range, fifty six percent. Second best among uh, nineteen players. Their bench, though, yeah. uh, they're not getting too much help from the bench. Yeah, they need they need a bench player. Sadiq Bay and uh, Bogdan did have good games against the Pelicans, but other than that, is that why they put Jalen Johnson at the bench? They've been trying to get some of that that scoring from him off the bench. It says that Jalen Johnson starts, so I might have been wrong on that. Uh, he, like, because well, started the last game. Yeah, because the they that's game. why they said they he's been in and out the lineup. So they coming out, he's coming off the bench and he start in. So it, I think it's weird. Hundred percent start. There's nobody else you could put at that power forward position. I think Sadiq Bay a little too short to play that powerful power forward position. So Jalen Johnson. I think next to Clint Capella provides that spacing and opens up the floor, at least for Trey Young. I will say this. This is Aiden might get crazy with me. That Warrior spot four. And you got the Sixers three. I may have the Warriors over Sixers. I got the Warriors over the Sixers. Especially moving Chris Paul to the point has been, not the point, but to the bench has been helping them. You know, I'm not too upset of that. I'll just say, to me, no bias in there. The Sixers have just looked 
a bit more complete compared to the way the Warriors have so far this year. I can and see that. That's mostly because of Kelly Oubre. If <laughs> if the scoring hasn't been there for Kelly Oubre, the scoring that he's provided Kelly Oubre had been balling. Won us some games. Yeah. Without his scoring there, then I can say, yeah, easily swap the Warriors above the seven. I mean, fifth in offense and fourth in defense. This team has looked good for the Sixers. So, yeah. and this is without James Harden, all of it. Tobias Harris, also another guy. Your thirteen lead, Before man. we go, before we switch over to tonight's picks, Tobias Harris has been consistent, man. So to start the season, at least seventy-one percent. We don't need him to, you know, come out here and drop twenty-five every night. But if we can get him in between that fifteen and twenty every night, you know, grab. Well, out six it only boards, took him six years to get there. <laughs> you know, which is <laughs> never lost. Which is true, but I'm also starting to feel like, you know, maybe because. You know, he had never played with such other superstars around the league, and then we all started bringing in, you know, uh, Harden. You have the drama with Embiid. I was like, oh, well, it seems like now maybe he's kind of fit the mold of the team a little bit. His role right now, you know, which is hopefully 15 to 20 a night, you know, grab about six boards. If you can keep that up. That's all fans have been asking. I'm not in the six of fan. That's all fans have been asking for as Tobias Harris. As long as he can keep that up and the way he's been playing this year, Sixers should be in good hands, though. So well, I'm saying OG and Anobi, I think they get him to the next level. I know you might what's, not what's like What's the trade baller. for him? Do you, are you trade Tobias for him? Not Tobias. I would keep the roster as is. I would straight up go picks, maybe dig a little bit. How many picks? Well, you gonna obviously going to have to trade some of the picks that I you got first, from the Clippers. I say you just go three picks and then, like, Marcus First round or second round? First. I know. It's All a, three first rounders? It, that's you if, <laughs> I think now is the time to go in. If you want to keep Embiid. I say you gotta go. You yeah, gotta go. You the Sixer fan, man. What, how do you feel about that? You know, three I'm, first. I'm like gonna Marcus say it like Morris. this. That's a lot. I'm cool without seeing OG and Anobi in the Sixers uniform. You know, um, I'm like three first rounders. That's like that's a Damian Lillard type player. That's but that that's probably what the Raptors are gonna ask. If like I don't see a lot of any other superstars that are going to be on the move outside of Cat. Most likely, I, I and I don't think Cat's yeah. gonna fit into the Sixers. You're gonna have him beat and Cat. Like he's the, well, I'm putting this like outside of all the players that could be tradable, tradable in terms of the superstars. Cat's the only one that could tradable. trade for Julius Randle, but I don't really think <laughs> Sixers. They don't want. want him. I promise you, it would be crazy. Part <laughs> is, it wouldn't be Rand. It would be Randle or Barrett with either, well, also Mitchell, Grimes, and picks. If if you get Embiid, I don't know if you're the Sixers, you might go with. It. Randall, because you don't want to put Barrett with with Maxine and try to slow his growth, because Maxine because Maxine and Barrett played relatively the same position. There's just no other superstar on that trade block for shopping. So, real my most realistic trade is probably OG. I know they claim Scotty Barnes is untouchable. Probably him over OG, yeah. honestly. But like, I like Scotty. I like Scotty Barnes though. Scotty Barnes been averaging like 22 and 10. Great. Yeah. Uh, He's had a good start to the season. He's leaked Very a good. lot after a disappointing sophomore year. He's leaped a lot he, this year. He's very he's been improving. But uh let's wrap it up. It's about before or thirty and I'm hungry. I haven't yeah. had no lunch at all. Wraps up segment two there. Moving on to the last part of today's episode. This will just be our picks of all tonight's games. We'll go around starting with you know, actually Josh, we'll start with you and then go Oof. to lock Kareem and then myself. So first game of the night, seven o'clock, Warriors and Pistons. Who you got winning? Uh Warriors. 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 Also, I'm going to go ahead and take the Warriors in that one. Game number two, Spurs and Pacers. This might be a good one. 
I'm gonna lean to the Pacers, but I want to see how Wimby does against the squad. Against uh, what's my man, what's my man named the coach from Indiana? I had a brain fart. Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle. Thank you. I don't know why I always forget forget his name, Rick Carlisle. But I want to see if Wimby had a great game against Kevin Durant and the Suns and in that yeah. comeback, man. So I think Wimby's starting to figure it out, and I think if he gets it, it's rookie of the year. But I'm going, I'm gonna go Indiana for now. Going Spurs. I'm gonna go San Antonio as well. Uh. I'm also actually going Spurs. Oh, so I'm the lone wolf here for Indiana? Yeah, yeah you are. He's um, got too many scoring. Mavs and... Oh, yeah, they're going to score because Wimby can't. Mavs and, Stop. and Orlando. This one is in Orlando. Uh, go ahead, Josh. Mavs. Mavs. Yeah, Mavs. God, that game about to go over. Shout out Palo, though. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to go ahead and take the Magic. Oh, only I'm, because it's a back-to-back for the Mavs. True. Magic have been playing pretty well this season so far, especially Paolo when it comes down to it. Uh, so, yeah, give me the Magic. Uh, Sixers and Warriors. Excuse me, Sixers and Wizards. Sixers. Sixers. I'm going to say Wizards because Doc's showing up there tonight. Oh, Doc will be there? He's a bad luck charm, so I'm going to say the Wizards tonight. Um... <laughs> I'm hoping Doc witnesses a Sixers win. I'm going with the Sixers. If y'all lose to the Wizards, there's a problem. Then it might, is, might be yeah. Doc saying courtside. I don't know. J- JP might show out. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh! Oh man, oh, that's All a right. good one. This next game for Doc: <laughs> Bucks and Nets. This one's in Brooklyn. Bucks. Give me the Nets. The Bucks got get it. The Bucks got get it together now. Oh, I'm gonna take the Nets. Oh. Wow! The Give me the Bucks. The Bucks got game together. Master class yeah. They have they haven't been looking good right now. I'm, I'm ben, going Bucks. Ben's been looking good. Cam's been looking good. Bridges. Yeah. I, I honestly I'm kind of disappointed with Mikhail, but I thought, right. I, thought right. I thought give it time. Give it time. Yeah. I'm because I, I got I, I got hopes for Mikhail. Um, me too. <laughs> Lakers in Heat. This one's in Miami. Uh, give, me the, give me the Lakers. 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 Give me Miami. Uh, <laughs> you knew that was happening. 7:30. Clippers at. MSG. Jesus. James Harden the start the debut in the night. Clippers. Yeah. They don't got enough. The Knicks yeah. don't got enough. I'm going Knicks. Clippers. You're going to Knicks? Yeah. Give me Clippers. Uh, I hope they win, but I think it's the Clippers. <laughs> uh, give me, actually, let me see. To MSG. You never know. I don't think anybody's. Don't matter. Everybody just, walks in what MSG. Happens and, with, yeah, you're not wrong. Kawhi Leonard <laughs> and Paul George about to clamp up that clamp up Jalen <laughs> yeah. Brunson, Julius Randle. Yes, Julius Randle, just leave him open. Give me the Clippers. All right. Jazz and Bulls. In Chicago. Damn. I'll go Jazz. Jazz. Uh, give me the Bulls. Yeah, give me the Bulls, too. That's at, a tough one. At home, give me the Bulls. Yeah. They increased three and five. I like Lowry, but tomorrow I think it's probably going to take over. Oof. Sacramento and Houston in Houston. Sacramento got to get together. Another one that's got to give it to her. They two and three. They have they've been underachieving so far to start at the pushing uh Golden Game Golden State to them seven games. They got to get a win. They got to get back. Yeah, Kings blood. That's right. I think Houston. Give me the wow. Kings in this one. Another uh, long wolf again. That's crazy. Brooks has been balling. Fred's been balling. Brooke, Dylan Brooks and Fred have Alfred been looking Shangun. good. Shangun's Shangun's been nice, yeah. Amazing. What could be a good game tonight? Uh, Celtics and the Timberwolves. This one eight o'clock. This one in Minnesota. Boston, Boston, Boston. Yeah, Boston. Uh, give me the Timberwolves. <laughs> Celtics getting their first win. Uh, I, I got it. I, 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 even though it's gonna be good, I just fear what the heck is Ant going to do in Drew Holiday and CC Drew Holiday. That's true. Yeah, it's a good point. 
And because who's going to score? Cat, Chris Tapps and Cat. Oh no, it, no, Chris Tapps and, and Rudy. Rudy cannot defend the perimeter. And exactly, like, that's like cookies right there. <laughs> I'm standing on mine. Give me the Timberwolves. Um, Hawks and Thunder. This one's in OKC. I think this is going to be a good one too. I'm going to go SGA and Company. Uh, Which, along with Shaq, he was out. He's out tonight. Is he? Game time decision. Okay. Well, that's he's questionable. Oh God! If they play, probably. If he plays, he plays. Excuse me. I'll go Hawks though. If I'm taking the Hawks, if Shea, I don't think Shea's gonna play. Though. I think Shea's gonna play. I'll take OKC. Um, I also think Shea's gonna play. Give me OKC as well. Oh, Shea's gonna play. I thought Shea's no. not playing. Oh uh, no, Shea. Shea's questionable. Shea's questionable. Yeah, yeah. Still, I'm still saying probably OKC just because Jalen Williams is. Yeah, it, then I'll go. I'll switch it to OKC then. If she, I wasn't. I thought she wasn't playing. That's why. Oh, nah, he's, he's got a questionable game, game so. time decision. So I feel like he most likely will play. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Give me uh, Thunder then. Last game also could be a good one. Don't know if anybody will be sitting for this one. The it's uh, nine o'clock. Jeez. Denver Nuggets and New Orleans Pelicans. Nuggets. Pelicans. Nuggets. You got Pelicans. I'm taking the Pelicans. There's too many injuries on. on uh, I could agree with you there, but. Nuggets, I, Nuggets. Brandon yeah, Ingram, CJ McCollum. <laughs> I can't do it. Sorry. I've actually cared. Like, who's – did they say – I'm actually – I think Brandon may play tonight because he's not – yeah, he's not yeah, on he, the He's not because I'm trying to find it. I can't He see. played last game, so he should be healthy, but I'm still taking it's, the It should Nuggets. be close. If McCollum was there, I would not guarantee it would, but it would probably be a five-point game. Check out. So, Pelicans got Trey Murphy, Najee, Najee Marshall, Jose Alvarado. So, it could be Brandon Ingram and Zion playing tonight. Ooh, that's uh, so yeah, yeah, they are. I need a 50-point Zion masterclass. Cool. I'm, yeah, I'm taking the Pelicans in this one. Dang. Okay. Good two I'll, stick, I'll still stick with Denver. I'll still stick with Denver. I think Jamal Murray is just too good. Jamal's, aside, aside from Jokic. Jamal's not playing. Jamal's not playing. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jamal's 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 Pelicans. Pelicans. Jamal's Pelicans. Never mind. Never mind. Pelicans. 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 Got me wrong because I, I didn't see that on the end of reserve on ESPN. That's why that brother is Jokic out. is probable, so he's probably oh he's play. probable. He's most likely gonna play, but like yeah, Jokic is probably gonna play, but like uh, probable. Yeah. It's gonna be Pelicans. No. Jamal Murray um, though is out, hamstring, look, look. wrist, wrist inflammation, hmm. wrist inflammation. I was I was still Pelicans. Yeah. He's probably Jokic is too good to be honest. <laughs> yeah. All right though, that's our picks there for this. You know, Monday's night slate of games. A big slate, actually, now that I look at it. Actually, big night for basketball in general. First night for college basketball as well. So, all those games will be going on. Then you've got all these NBA slates, uh, NBA games in the slate. That will also be taking place. But that will pretty much just wrap up, wrap up Excuse me, episode three here. Thank you all for tuning in. Once again, make sure... You're listening wherever you tune in to get your podcast. Also, once again, this episode will always, excuse me, this show will always be out by 6 p.m. on Mondays. Once again, thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you all next week. You've been listening to And One with your host, Aiden Butler and Josh Counts. You can find And One and every Rowan Radio podcast by searching Rowan Radio On Demand Sports wherever you find your favorite podcasts. 